0: This IPR podcast is supported by Cultivating Compassion, the Dr. Richard Deming Foundation, fostering causes that enrich the community, generate understanding, and cultivate compassion, including above and beyond cancer. Today is Thursday. It is the 30th of November. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and former United Nations Ambassador Nikki Haley are increasingly outsourcing central parts of their campaigns. They're drawing on the growing urgency of Donald Trump opponents to find an alternative to the former president. DeSantis this week privately encouraged his donor network to support a newly formed super PAC that's taking over advertising responsibilities. Haley's self-described scrappy political campaign won the support of the Koch Network, the largest conservative grassroots organization in the nation. The extraordinary reliance on independent groups is testing the practical and legal limits of modern-day presidential campaigns. The Iowa caucuses are the first in the nation, and they are coming up on January 15th. Home sales in the state were down nearly 12 percent in October compared to last year. Iowa Association of Realtors spokesperson Ashley Kaler says it's a seasonal drop.
1: Really, it's, it's very indicative of a typical housing cycle for us, um, you know, nationally and at the state level. Um, the fall, people are more settled. You know, school started now. Uh, people are in the swing of things. So they're not necessarily looking to, to uproot and move to new places.
0: Keeler says the market didn't come to a total standstill. One of the issues has been having enough homes on the market for sale, something she says has been improving. The number of days homes were on the market increased year over year to 37 days compared to the average 32 of October of 2022. Median sales prices increased 8% to $216,000. Both the state and federal departments of agriculture have confirmed two positive cases of the highly contagious bird flu in Woodbury County. The Des Moines Register reports the affected sites in the county were both mixed-species backyard flocks. Officials say 49 birds were destroyed. There have been 49 commercial backyard and mixed flocks infected with highly pathogenic avian influenza, also known as bird flu in Iowa, since March 1st of 2022. A century-old musical icon of the Cedar Valley will soon be getting an overhaul thanks to a $250,000 donation. IPR's Grant Leo Winterer has more. The Campanile on UNI's campus has been chiming the hours for nearly 100 years. A quarter-million-dollar donation from local alumni Jan and Scott Bittner ensures the tower bells will continue to ring. Jim Jermier is the president of the UNI Foundation. He hopes the renovations will improve the Campanile standing as an already unifying symbol for Cedar Falls.
1: It's a unifying space, a community space, that will be even more welcoming uh, when that project work is complete.
0: Improvements to the instrument include temperature controlling the carillon, two more octaves of bells, and a renovation of the surrounding pavilion to include more seating and landscaping. The total cost of the project will be $2.2 million and is expected to be completed by 2026, marking the school's 150th anniversary. And there are thousands of unmarked graves in Iowa and two retired Northwest Iowa men have embarked on a project to honor nearly two dozen people buried decades ago in unmarked graves in Spencer. The graves are in an area of Riverside Cemetery in Spencer called Potter's Field, where unknown people were buried between 1922 and 1954. Bob Rose, who was the longtime director of Spencer's Chamber of Commerce, and retired Clay County Deputy Sheriff Mark Harleman are heading up the project. This uh, grave marker is 40 inches high, 30 inches wide, eight inches
1: deep, and there'll be uh, two three-foot benches on either side of it.
0: The price tag for the memorial is just over $11,000, and the two men are raising money to cover the costs. There are other volunteer efforts around the state to acknowledge people buried in unmarked graves. This is Here First from IPR News.
1: Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.
0: Talking about climate change can be a tough job. That's especially true in places where audience may be more skeptical of climate science. Climatologists and meteorologists across the Midwest and Great Plains say they're facing stress, burnout, and sometimes even death threats. Harvest Public Media's Elizabeth Rimbert reports.
1: Back in 2021, Chris Gloninger was excited to start his new job as chief meteorologist at KCCI, a TV station in Iowa. He was moving from Boston to Des Moines to connect the dots between daily weather and climate change trends. It's something he'd honed over more than 15 years as a TV meteorologist, like when he covered flooding in New Hampshire.
0: What's causing it? It's a combination of rising sea level
1: and astronomically high tide. In Iowa, it got some viewers grumbling.
0: It was, you know, I don't need to hear your liberal conspiracy theories on, on our air. Take the politics out of your forecast.
1: That wasn't surprising. He expected pushback.
0: I just didn't expect the magnitude at the time and how quickly it went off the rails.
1: In summer 2022, Gloninger started receiving a steady flow of harassing emails. In one, the sender asked for his address and said, we conservative Iowans would like to give you an Iowan welcome you will never forget. Gloninger had security but says he still felt unsafe. You don't you
0: never know what hill somebody is willing to die on.
1: Eventually, it became too much. After two years in Iowa, Gloninger moved back to the East Coast to be closer to his family and take a consulting job focused on climate solutions. While resistant voices can be loud, 90% of Americans are still open to learning about climate change, according to Ed Maybach with the Center for Climate Change Communication at George Mason University. Maybach says research shows people value hearing about climate change from trusted sources like meteorologists and climatologists. Even in very
0: conservative communities across America, their audiences have responded with overwhelming appreciation for the effort they're making.
1: But skepticism and hostility from the minority can be a challenge for people on the front lines of climate communication, especially in conservative states. I talked to climatologists and meteorologists in seven states who have encountered strong resistance like Melissa Widhelm, who spent years presenting the science to communities in Indiana. Every time you went out, you just weren't sure what you were going to get. You know, you always went in having to mentally prepare yourself that somebody could be there to cause trouble or not engage in a civilized way. In Nebraska, that became too exhausting for Martha Durr, who recently resigned as the state's climatologist. She says she didn't feel she had anything left to give the job.
0: I went to school to become a scientist, and what I found myself doing the most of in this role is almost being a therapist and helping people
1: through climate change. For nearly eight years, she tried to be empathetic and meet people where they were when it came to climate change. She pointed out local impacts that people could see in their own backyards. It was discouraging when her careful consideration ran into a wall of resistance.
0: It gets tiring trying to convince people that science is real, and this is a fact. It isn't isn't a point of debate. If you want to do that, you, you can go talk to somebody else, but I'm not at a place where I want to keep doing this.
1: When it gets tough for Melissa Widhelm, she thinks it might be easier in a more liberal state. But then she tells herself. There's nowhere else that it is more important to do this work than right here in Indiana, because otherwise it would not be talked about at all. In Iowa, Chris Glaniner saw how much people appreciated his work. After he talked about the harassment on air, he received hundreds of messages from grateful viewers, which he printed out into a thick manuscript.
0: You were very honest in discussing climate change, which I appreciated. So sorry that you were harassed by the extremists out there. Fort Dodge, Iowa.
1: He hopes someone else will help Iowa viewers understand climate change. I'm Elizabeth Rembert, Harvest Public Media.
0: Harvest Public Media is a collaboration of public media newsrooms in the Midwest and Great Plains, including IPR News, covering agriculture, food systems, and rural issues. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. You can find this podcast wherever you subscribe to them.